success in the new retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement Podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. So we mentioned it last week that, Matt, you are an ASU season ticket holder, and we're all pretty excited to have college football back and NFL get started in uh, you know less than a week from now. So when you go to a game, what is your tailgating scenario? What is your game day like at ASU? Well, so it kind of depends. So like this last game was a weekday game. And so I had a workshop. I We do workshops uh, through a nonprofit organization. And so I was actually at the Rio Salado College teaching a college course. The class got done at 8. The game started at 7.30. So I bolted over there and, you know, caught caught part of the game. So in that case, on a weekday, mm-hmm. you know, all of our friends, uh, we, we sit with a group of about 100 people that are all friends. And so what's cool about it is Arizona states where we're sitting, our seats are kind of those bleacher seats. And so the kids just kind of cram together, they move here. And so everybody's just kind of moving around. So you just get a ticket in the building, get in our section and then sit wherever you'd like. And so in a night like this, it's just, everybody's running from, you know, kids practices and piano lessons and that kind of stuff. So it was just a matter of, can you make it to the game? Can you get there? Beating traffic, getting in there before kickoff. Right. Right. But on a normal Saturday, you know, we will, so if we don't have like kids football or something like that, that's, that's blocking that, then we usually will plan two or three tailgates a year and we'll show up about an hour or two early. We'll have the TV. We'll be watching uh, some other game that's on, you know, we'll cook up some brats, we'll cook up the burgers and we'll actually do it right. But, uh, it only, and, and then sometimes we're lazy. So a couple of times it will be, okay, we're going to do the tailgate, but stop by somewhere, get you, grab your favorite food from mm-hmm. your favorite restaurant and just show up and we'll just eat it there. So we don't have to bring all the grill and everything down there. So, so we try to do it right a couple of times, but we're not diehards where we're there, like, you know, at the crack of dawn, ready to go, <laughs> you know, and, and spend the whole day in the parking lot. So, you know, my, my wife wouldn't be on board with that. She doesn't mind chit chatting, having some fun. But uh, oftentimes it's way too hot to be standing out there, so yeah. so it all depends. Yeah, see that that person that you make fun of that gets out there at the crack of dawn, who's got two thumbs and loves that's me some you. college football. That's, that's this. Ah, <laughs> now you know I'm a diehard. I'm from Atlanta, so you know, born and raised a Georgia Bulldogs fan. I don't get to a lot of games, but if I do and when I do, if it's a 7 p.m. game, you better believe I'm in that parking lot at 9 a.m. and all my buddies are in that parking lot at 8 a.m. and we make it an event. It's an all day process we got the grills we got the smokers we got the music you know we got the coolers stocked up and my wife it's funny you said that she hates it she knows that once game day gets here she'll say go just get on up there i'll ride with other people i'll see you in a couple hours she goes i don't need that all day and so when you spend that much time in the parking lot right do you remember the game at all I mean, by the time you get to that point, I mean, <laughs> now, can you recall the game at all? Yeah, okay, 25-year-old Mark, nope. But grown, married, with kids, Mark Owens, yes, I do make it a point to go to a game. But you know what? Again, I get made fun of a lot. I can't sit still watching college football. I got a pace. I got to walk up and down. I got to spit. I got to cuss. I got to kick the ground. So when we go to games, if we're locked right in the middle of the section – I don't stay for long. I think I've stayed for a full game maybe 10 times in my adult life. You leave your wife sitting there and Mm -hmm. you go pace the halls of the stadium thinking that you have some sort of impact on this game. I know I have absolutely. (laughs) What I have impact on is my stress level. No, it's not that I pace the concourse, Matt. 
I leave the game altogether. I'll go back to the tailgate and watch it on TV or Why? turn on the radio because I can't sit still because I get so stressed out. Wow. I know. Uh, have you, well, have I'll I seen somebody about counselor. this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about you. <laughs> Is there a college football counselor out there? I mean, maybe that's <laughs> something we need to look into. But I love the fact, but the pregame excitement, the tailgating is what I'm there for. And then the game, and there's also, there's something about, you know, uh, you know, being at a tailgate or being back at somebody's house watching the game where you have a clean bathroom and a stock fridge. Again, that's old man Owens coming out in that process. I think the thing I'm looking most forward to is the fact that, you know, we're getting back to a little bit of normal, Mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, we've been missing this. Last year was, you know, they tried to play some of these games. Half of them got canceled. No one was there. And so it's just, I'm just super excited. I mean, like, we normally this this cupcake game that we played on Thursday. I mean, mm-hmm. that's usually not a, a you know very packed stadium, and there were a lot of people there, mm-hmm. and you could tell that people were just excited to be finally be at a college game. So, so that kind of that that's pretty exciting. And I don't care what anybody says, the players hear that, the players feel that. Anytime you talk to an athlete, doesn't matter if it's baseball, college football, NFL, when they say no, 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 I'm so zoned in, I don't hear the fans. That's a lie. You know, they feed off the energy of the fans. For sure, especially yeah. when you go from a completely empty stadium to mm-hmm. having people there. That, that's that's a big deal. Speaking of college football and the return of football, uh, there's a study out of the University of Michigan that claims that every food you eat will either add or subtract a certain number of minutes from a healthy life. Right, for example, Matt, eating a hot dog supposedly shortens your lifespan by half an hour, but eating an avocado will lengthen it by nearly three minutes. So, Matt, I know you live a pretty healthy lifestyle, so you're probably going to live until you're 147. But where do you think you're at on this list? <laughs> I, I just can't believe they wasted money on something like this. <laughs> I mean, how do, you, how do you do a scientific study that says that eating an avocado adds three minutes to your life? I right. Mean, and how I mean, do they know that one cigarette takes, you know, four minutes off your life? Yeah. Uh, so, I guess I'm not buying it, but, I mean, I have found that if you eat well, you feel better, mm-hmm. you know, you're able to perform better, you're able to do your athletics or whatever you're into a lot better. So I try to do that, um, but but I don't know if it's to extend my life by 20 minutes. <laughs> um, well, just by reading this survey, I should have been dead about four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to start throwing avocados on your hot dog. It that's, justifies that's, it. It balances yeah. it out. <laughs> 10 avocados on that one hot dog. You're good to go. <laughs> Maybe the millennials are onto something with that whole avocado toast thing. <laughs> hey, I do got another story. We are talking about the pandemic as well. And uh, the pandemic has proven, you know, it was quite a boom for online retailers. And a little bit of us are ordering more stuff than we've ever needed online. Uh, My wife is one of them. Studyfinds.org says that over the course of a lifetime, the average American spends about 70 grand on online purchases that they later regret. So let me ask you this, Matt Deaton, when someone is setting up that retirement plan with the team from Acute Wealth Advisors, you know, do you include their everyday spending? Like, do you kind of offer advice on their wants versus needs? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't tell our clients what they should be spending their money on, but we do have a budget conversation, right? So we do say, look, you know, what do you think you're going to spend? And it's interesting because I've had people come in and it's like, oh, well, I, I think when I retire, we'll, we won't be spending money on this, 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 and this. And they're talking about how their spending potentially could go down. And I, you know, I sit back and say, look, I've been doing this a long time. And what I've seen with a lot of my clients is they spend more in retirement, especially their first few, first few years. I mean, you are traveling, you are you know, doing those hobbies and those projects around the house. You are doing a lot of things that end up 
costing you money. And so it is important to look at that budget. It is important to understand that your the discretionary spending might be a little bit higher. So make a plan for that. And so you've got to understand where your where your money's going. Mm-hmm. Make some make some you know some decisions where that goes. But no, we don't get into you know sitting down with our clients and telling out their budget and telling them and spending too much on their cell phone bill. But we want them to think through that understand what that is so they can make a plan and we can make sure that they have a money enough money to cover what they're going to need. Have you ever had to do that though? I mean, I know you're not like a therapist. I know you're not going to tell somebody what they should or shouldn't be spending money on. But if somebody says, Hey, look, man, I really want to get this boat or I want to get this RV. Are, do you kind of turn your head a little bit and say, well, let's, let's look at the bigger picture right now. Well, I mean, we, I've had those conversations, right? And it's, it's like, okay, if you do that, then this is what this is going to mean down the road. And, and you know, honestly, I have clients that come in in all kinds of different state of minds as far as what they're going to go into retirement. So I'm meeting with a client right now and he came in and he said, look, me and my wife have been working really hard on our budget. We've been trying to, you know, dial our spending down. And we think that right now we're only spending about $40,000 a year. And we think we can do that in retirement. And I said, okay, great. And so we started looking at through some of his assets. And when we looked at what their assets were, what I saw was that they could be spending, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, and they would be just fine. And so I sat back and I said, well, t- talk to me about this budget because you're pretty focused on this, trying to get there. He's like, you know, I was like, do you want to spend that little? Is there a, a goal to pass on a certain amount of wealth or or do something with that money, or are you just really cautious and wanting to make sure that you have enough money? And he said, well, you know, I wouldn't mind passing the money on to the kids um, that's left over, but, you know, we want to have the money that we need and, and want to use. And I said, well, when I'm looking at your financial plan, if I can create a way that shows you how you can consistently spend $60,000 a year and it's not going to impact your ability to be comfortably be retired, that you're never going to have regrets about spending that money, could would you be interested in doing that? And he said, yeah, I think so. He said, but personality-wise you would have to do a really good job of convincing me that I can spend that extra $20,000 and not run out of money. And so in that particular situation, if we go and say, take all that money and we say, okay, let's put it in the stock market. I don't know if I'm going to convince that client a hundred percent that he can spend that money because in the back of his mind, he's going to always say, well, what happens if the stock market goes down 30%? What happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? What happens if this? And more than likely he will not, choose to spend that money. And again, if, if the account performs well, then, you know, by the time he's 80 or 90, he's going to be like, well, I should have spent the money. Right. So in his particular situation, what we did is we set up some guaranteed income streams. So we, we positioned the portfolio where we didn't just put everything in the stock market. We kind of looked at how do we create some additional income streams that would be guaranteed for life. Mm-hmm. And in his particular situation, we looked at an annuity because he wanted that safety and protection. His personality was I want to know that I have $60,000 coming in from Social Security and from this annuity that is there for life. No matter how long me and my wife live, if we're you know 100 years old, that income is still coming in. And so for his particular situation, we kind of had to pivot and put in a, a strategy that would allow him to have the comfort to know that, okay, now I can know I can spend this money. For him, that was the only way that we would get him where he would feel comfortable with that because he would always be concerned about the what ifs. And so now they've got a budget that gives them a lot of cushion. Now they can travel, they can spend, they can spoil the grandkids, they can they can do all these things, and they're not going to be paralyzed or be constantly worrying that they're spending too much money. And so for each personality, it's different. I've had other clients where they're like, look, you know, I have no problem spending. Um, you're going to probably have to hold me back. And that's where we're kind of putting some strategies in place and how we're going to evaluate when they come to me and they say, hey, they want to make a big purchase and does it make sense? 
and they're asking for that advice, I can kind of go through some process and say, yeah, I think you're ready for that. Or you know what? This, if you make that choice, this is what that's going to look on the back end. Mm-hmm. And so you got all kinds of different personalities. And as a financial advisor, you got to figure out, okay, how do we solve your particular problem? Um, you know, match up your personality with your financial plan so that you have something that you can be successful with, that you, that you can can manage properly throughout retirement and feel like you still have the freedoms to do what you want to do. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.